Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Off Air. It's your weekly news, pop, culture, and sport podcast. Every single week, I, Tim Rubin, pick the three biggest stories of the week, according to me, and then I discuss them with my best mate, Nick Stewart, who has no idea what stories I've chosen, and I take him by surprise, although he does pretty well, uh, trying to keep his head above water. I should say as well, I, I don't think we've even mentioned this, we have a, uh, a Facebook group now. If you jump onto Facebook and search Off Air, you can join it. It's a private group, and we chat about all the different topics that we get into over the week, and uh, we love hearing what you think about them as well. Anyway, our three stories this week. I'm going to give you a little sneak peek so you can play along, so you can be one step ahead of Nick. Um, story number one this week, we're going to do mask gate. So uh, in Melbourne, you have to wear masks now. It's mandatory. They're going into stage four lockdown. And weirdly, a whole bunch of celebrities are very, very angry about it. A lot of people have gotten very up in arms about it. I think it's very strange considering we've been doing lockdown and these other things for so long. And it's like masks are the straws that are breaking the camel's back. Anyway, story number two, I'm so excited for this. KFC has announced that they are funding 3D printing uh, chicken nuggets in Russia. It's fucking crazy. It's real. I want to pull it apart. And story number three, uh, this is a story. I really had to think if I wanted to put this in or not. Kanye West, he has officially done his first presidential rally. It went, um, I mean, I, I don't even think terribly is the word. It was insane. And now he is, uh, it's pretty serious. Now he's like hiding on a ranch. This is all as of right now when we're recording this. I'm sure this story is going to keep on updating. We're going to get into it on the other side of this. Tim, Nick, yeah. It's with Nick, Nick and Tim. Tim. It's real talk. Yeah. It's real walk. This ain't gossip. It's just what we say when we're off. Yeah. It's real talk. It's real talk. Just two opinions. We spit what we say. We off. Yeah. It's real talk. It's true talk. It's two opinions. We spit what we say yeah. when we off air. Hello, Nick Stewart. I've missed you this week. How are you? I know very well. I've missed me as well. It's been uh, just a roller coaster of emotions on my end, Tim. Uh, I, I have a very good friend who's a lawyer, and he uh, has a young baby. She's only ten months old. Her name's Freya, uh -huh. and it was his first weekend off from Freya after ten months, and. He dragged me out to all sorts of uh, unsavory and nefarious establishments till the wee hours of the morning all weekend, unexpectedly, and I'm still trying to recover. How are you? <laughs> I am good. Um, I'm not super... It's, this is Wednesday. It's We record on Wednesday. It's Wednesday right now at 1.30 on my lunch break. You're still hungover? He just didn't stop for like four days straight. I ended up serious? leaving him in a like. I'm not even kidding. I ended up leaving him in a strip club at one point, and he appeared 24 hours later at my house. Oh my god! Oh, I know. You're telling me, and I didn't who want to is, have a big weekend. Who is this guy? <laughs> uh, look, I won't completely name him, but his name starts with R. Um... <laughs> Gimme, do you have like one? Do you have one story from the weekend? What's like one? Is there a there highlight? was a great that didn't involve us uh, when we ended up in some sort of karaoke bar and a guy did uh, just one of the best performances of the song Tribute, which has to be right up there as one of the best karaoke songs. It's a great karaoke around. song. Everybody gets involved. Exactly right. And he worked uh, the lyrics, use hand sanitizer into the song about 45 times and just kept the song going beyond the actual instrumentals. <laughs> And ran around the pub 
while the poor young man who was running the karaoke night tried to wrestle the microphone back off. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, your song is finished. I know, and he's just there screaming, Use the Sani! Hand sanitizer, bitches! That's anyway, great. that's that. So that's it. I, I'm still trying to pull my life together. Uh, hopefully, everything will be okay by this weekend. Okay, good. Um, that's some great. That's that's a great gentle segue into into coronary stuff because yeah, how is how's everything in Queensland? Victoria has completely gone to shit. Yeah, so we we record this at about one forty on a Wednesday. We get it up by about four o'clock. Uh, you guys have Dan Andrews has only just announced that you've had another four hundred and eighty cases overnight. We're sitting pretty. I don't actually think there's an active case in Queensland, uh, except for you filthy Mexicans that are trying to smuggle your way through <laughs> our borders. We caught someone in a truck yesterday. I mean, I don't know if I condone you filthy Mexicans as a term in general, let alone for Victorians. But yeah, people are being fucking morons, and this is why the numbers keep on going up. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Should we get into? Uh, should we do Nick picks? Do you have a Nick yes, pick for us? This is our this is our, our recommendations, um, things that we've been reading or checking out or watching for the week. What's your Nick pick? Uh, now, obviously, I, everyone knows that I'm a particularly current person and like to stay up to date with current affairs. Uh, and as such, this week's Nick pick is one of the most famous melodramas of all time. Go rewatch The Princess Bride. It's an awesome movie. <laughs> I've never seen it actually. You're kidding me. Mm. This is you and my fiance, Jazz. Yeah. Uh, She hadn't seen it. And it was some sort of 30th anniversary. So it popped up on one of the streaming services. And I was like, oh, my God, I could watch The Princess Bride right now. I'm I'm recovering from some heavy days. This is the kind of light entertainment I need. And she hadn't seen it either. It's fantastic. Go watch it. Well, I actually saw, I've seen this floating around on Facebook and stuff. Have you seen that uh, a whole bunch of celebrities have filmed um, scenes of The Princess Bride, like with themselves in their houses, and someone has edited it all together and they've remade, I think they've remade the whole movie. I think- did see that. that. I think that's what prompted me to mention it to my fiance and then be blown away by the fact she hadn't seen it. It's such a good movie. I'm so, it's so quotable. I'm so surprised you haven't seen it, to be honest, Tim. Okay. All right. Thanks for your Nick pick. Um, the Princess Bride. I'll, I'm not going to check it out. I don't know. I, no, watch it. Watch it with your, your girlfriend, Elle. Okay. Ellie. Ellie. Elle. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll think about it. My Nick pick for this week. I think you're going to be really interested in this because this is um, new. It's just dropped on Netflix. There's an amazing doco that has come out. It's called Three Identical Strangers. And it's the story of, it starts off, this is not a spoiler, it starts off um, this guy retelling when the first day that he went to college and he's arriving at college and all of these people start saying hello to him. And they're like, hey, hey, welcome back. Hey, hey. And he's never been there before. And eventually um, somebody in his dorm was like, oh, whoa, hey, and went, hey, Eddie. And his name wasn't Eddie. And he went, why does everybody keep on saying this? And they're like, you came here last year and it turns out that he was a um he had an identical twin brother they had both been adopted and they had been separated at birth and he and they literally discover this at college and so he goes and meets this brother and then it makes the news and there's a third guy that reaches out and it turns out that they're identical triplets all separated at birth it's an incredible story um and not to give away too much, but there is a really, really dark twist that happens about halfway through. So 
uh, three identical strangers. That's my Nick pick for the week. Uh, it, it, I am looking forward to watching this documentary because I remember reading about these guys because correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm sure this isn't spoiling anything, but once they go on TV and there's a third one, they do sort of become like little pseudo celebrities for a brief period of time. Like people know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're in movies. This is all, this is all yeah. like early eighties, late seventies. Yeah. Time. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Early eighties. I think. Yeah. It is a hell of a story. So I, I will definitely be going and watching that one. All right, check it out. Are we ready for story number one? Let's do it. Okay, story number one. Nick Stewart, a mask gate has begun. Melbourne has moved to stage four of the lockdown with mandatory face masks to be worn and a potential $200 fine for not wearing them. And people are weirdly fired up about it. Obviously, a few of our favorite nutty celebrities have gotten involved. People like Pete Evans and Anthony Mundine have been telling people not to wear face masks. Notably, Ziggy Alberts, the muso, has been saying people should not wear face masks. He actually posted on Instagram saying there is no way I'm going to support, endorse, or encourage mandatory face masks or lockdowns in a free country. Um, He then likened what the government is currently doing to Nazi Germany. And I will kick things off by saying that as a Jewish man, I much prefer what is going on right now (laughs) than Nazi Germany. (laughs) But Nick, people are going fucking nuts over being told to wear face masks. Yeah, it's gone bunter, hasn't it? So bit of backstory. I actually bought uh, 30 face masks about a week ago. Really? Yeah, before any of this mandatory face mask business face mask business kicked off and obviously it's not mandatory in Queensland where I live yeah but I just sort of started to see the numbers increase in Melbourne and then I spoke to someone from the Australian Medical Association and they said uh, that they had changed the recommendation to preferably when you are in confined spaces to wear face masks and I went I'm not getting caught out like toilet uh, like, like toilet, toilet paper. paper. Yeah. So jumped online. I, funnily enough, bought them from a, a, a website called Culture Kings, which are probably oh, yeah. more famous for selling uh, like cool clothes and things like that. Shoot, but they were the, right. that was the place where I found. So yeah, a big shoe collection. But I, I got a. But they actually sell very cost-effective masks there, and you wouldn't think they would. It's it's all a bit uh, nuts because I sort of understand as and and before I get shot. Mm. I sort of understand where Pete Evans and Anthony Mundine and Ziggy Alberts are coming from, from the perspective of the fining if you don't wear face masks. Why? Um, I just think, it, well, well, and again, I'm not on their side, but mm. I, I, I think any time that the government is fining you for wearing or not wearing clothes, is is a it, that's a pretty serious thing, but we are in pretty serious times. And obviously the numbers that have come out of Victoria are startling, uh, but are, aren't they startling because of a failure already from this government that is now telling people to do something different? I don't think that it's a failure because of what the government has been doing. I think it's a failure because of what the people have been doing. I was actually checking out some of the stats. Um, uh, this study just went up. This got uh, published today. They've done this study over the last three weeks in Victoria. Nine, I think they studied about 4,000 Victorians. Nine out of 10 people in Victoria did not self-isolate upon experiencing COVID symptoms. And uh, this is from the last three weeks, so not from the first wave. And this was the thing, the first wave, we crushed it. But the second wave, people are absolutely taking the piss. And now the numbers are going up. Nine out of 10 people did not self-isolate after experiencing symptoms. And 53% did not self-isolate even after going to get a test. 
So this is wow. before they actually get the results. I don't think you can blame the government. And I don't understand why is it that people are so angry about face masks? Because people have it's been true. copying it. Like the idea of going back into lockdown. I mean, going into lockdown is like a huge deprivation of somebody's rights. Mm. And there have been fines for not for, for breaking the rules of the lockdown. This has been going on since, you know, what was it, March or something? Since the start of the year. And now it's like, is this the straw that's broken the camel's back? Everybody's going nuts over wearing a piece of cloth over your face. Like, Well, it does seem like people in Victoria are. Up in yeah. Queensland, we all seem fairly controlled about it all. I, I genuinely don't know what's going on down there. I don't, I don't understand the attitude towards it. As I said before, I'm not 100% certain on the fining, mm. but but I went and bought masks. I'm obviously pro wearing a face mask. I mm. think that if, if, if it's going to cut down some level uh, of controlling how contagious this virus is, then that's a positive thing. What are you doing for your face mask? Just as a side note, have you organized yours? Where, where <laughs> yeah. are you at? So, well, because we're in regional Victoria, we don't have we don't have to be wearing them yet. But Ellie and I, as soon as we saw this happen, um, uh, I've seen somebody like a, a local girl posted a thing on Facebook saying that she's making them. So we both ordered some with some patterns that we liked, um, like material reusable ones that you can put inserts yep. in. Um, yep. And I've got another friend, um, shout out Amy and Nathan. They've, uh, I think it's called coveryourface.com. They have made a really great website where you can actually upload your own images. So I'm probably going to buy a couple of extra ones to kind of support them. Um, I think, mm. I don't know. I, for me, it's like, okay, we'll choose something that looks nice. A lot of the time when I'm going out anyway, it's to exercise. So if I'm like on a walk or a run or playing sport or something like that, I don't think it's going to make a difference. And like when it, you just have to wear it, like if you go to the shops, like when have else? Have you it, worn one yet? No. It's going to be different. Have like you ultimately you- it will. No, I haven't worn mine in public yet. I'm, I guess I'm a bit. Um... Have you worn it around the house? Like what's it like? Cause I don't yeah, I put it on. Yet. It it fogs up my glasses like crazy. I wear glasses, and the air, the air seems to just get blown up or out of your nose area straight into. <laughs> so I'm constantly trying to defog my glasses. Maybe this is. But why, I've only really. Maybe this is why the, is Ziki Alberts a, a glasses wearer? Is it- <laughs> maybe maybe it's affecting his ability to write music from Byron Bay, where it's definitely not mandatory. He's he's the strangest one, and I never, to be perfectly honest, I never really knew his name before this. But he's also his latest music has some very anti-vaxxy lyrics in it. Uh-huh. So maybe he's been hanging out on the farm with Pete Evans, and they've been lasering each other uh, with their with their ray that cures everything. Yeah. So some of the lyrics in his latest song, uh, something to do with the line. This is just off the top of my head, but it's like. Um, fi- it's, it's, he's referencing 5G and he's like, we're making things that go faster, but what's the price and what's the cost? Um, yeah, I don't know. And you've touched on something else that was interesting, which is the fact that um, Ziggy Alberts, he actually, I think he lives in Queensland. Um, but Anthony Mundine lives in Sydney. Pete Evans lives in Byron. None of these people live in Melbourne. So what are they doing? Like, they're just getting involved in an argument that they don't need to be in. Right? Pete Evans doing that. <laughs> Anthony Mundine yeah. doing that. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's almost as if they try to just stay constantly relevant by saying controversial things. It's uh, it's unbelievable behavior from them, Tim. I would never expect them to have a polarizing <laughs> opinion on anything. 
but you know, my thoughts do go out to everyone in Melbourne and Victoria because yeah. it would be very scary at the moment. Those numbers every single day are startling and they're not going to get better for a couple of weeks. So, you know, it, it is horrible. It's a horrible situation and I really do feel for the small businesses down there that are going to be affected and, mm. and feel for the older people because they're probably very alarmed. Yeah, I saw a really interesting story as well. And it was saying that for the hearing impaired, this is a scary thing. Because if you rely on lip reading, then it can be very difficult if everybody's wearing a mask all of a sudden. So I do think that there are uh, portions of society that this does affect. I don't think that Ziggy Alberts is in any of those portions. I could be proven wrong. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I feel like he and a few other people just need to pull their head in. Because we got to pull in the same direction. Otherwise, this isn't going to work. Story number two, KFC to begin developing 3D printed chicken. Nick Stewart, what the fuck? I love this story. (laughs) (laughs) So talk me through the nuts and bolts. Okay, I have the details. KFC have partnered with 3D Bioprinting Solutions. That's the name of the company. Uh, They are based in Russia um, to develop the world's first lab-produced chicken nuggets. Um, A final product should be ready for testing uh, in Moscow this year. Um, KFC has basically cited a bunch of studies around America and the world suggesting that growing meat from cells is believed to mitigate negative impact on the environment, cutting energy costs by more than half, reducing greenhouse gases, um, and uh, being nicer to animals. And I think it's like, it's fucking amazing. I love this. Are you really? I'm a bit yeah. out on this. I want my. I, I want to know that my chicken has come from just estrogen hormone pumped chickens <laughs> with no feathers that barely have beaks, so that they can grow to a <laughs> six month age and then be slaughtered, and and <laughs> be so plump and fat that their bodies grow faster than their bones, so they can't yeah, possibly they can... stand or move in any way. Exactly, <laughs> so they can just it's be really... boom, cut down. I mean, the colonel has been spending some time working out the way to most efficiently torture these animals until I can oh consume God. them once they've been covered in 11 herbs and spices. And the thought of me just being able to print them. I mean, one thing it's not going to help is my obesity. On on just the no. sole level of if I get my hands on a 3D printer, you could I, I, I would <laughs> literally give myself like seven to eight months left to live. Oh, no word of a lie, because it's like, you know, when they did that test where they gave rats the choice yeah. between, uh, I think it, yep. it was like a button that would give them uh, an orgasm or a, bu- or a button that would give them food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's ultimately where my life will descend to if I'm all of a sudden just able to sit at home and print nuggets in front of me. Yeah, just, bring, just, get, just, bring, just bring the chicken the chicken vat. Yeah, just pa- park it in the back and hook it up to the yeah. 3d printer and put my mouth under it. <laughs> <laughs> it it's it is kind of cool that we're getting to this point in time yeah. uh i i don't know how often you eat uh like the vegan meat supplements never because they're the worst and i actually i had this argument with my housemate today i i am kind of conscious when it comes to my meat consumption i tried to be vegetarian for a year i like vegetables i hate uh vegan meats 
Like vegetables taste good because they taste like vegetables. They do not taste anything like meat. And as soon as you saw up a bean sprout and mash it together and put it in a hamburger, all it does is get my expectations really high because I'm like, this is going to taste <laughs> like a burger. And then it never does. And it doesn't even come, it doesn't come 50% on no. the way. The I, smell is not there. Bake, no. Bacon is the absolute oh, worst. Oh. oh my God. It's like cutting your foot off. Um, the only one, the only one that's sort of close, uh, uh, and this is a shout out to all the vegan people listening and vegetarian vegos out there. But uh, I think it. fries, uh, Lord fries, of the fries, yeah, fries schnitzels, very oh, good. Okay, uh, I would recommend those. I just, but it, it's it's a brave new world we live in where people can just print food. Mm. Uh, although this must cost an absolute fortune. So here's the thing. It's going to cost them an absolute fortune right now. But I think what they're doing is they're understanding that as the technology develops. And what's really interesting about this is like it needs any industry requires huge buyers and huge clients in order to advance the technologies um, that make them accessible. So even though right now, them creating this is going to be very, very expensive. I think that if they do, it's going to be more accessible. More people are going to be investing in it. It's going to become uh, more and more common. And as that happens, the cost is going to drop. And eventually, there's going to we're going to get to the point where those two um, those two lines on the graph intersect, and all of a sudden, it becomes cheaper to press print than it does to have. I mean, it's like it's a huge thing to have a giant farm where you feed and grow chickens that you then have to kill, pull the feathers mm. out, pull the bones out. Like there's a huge process that we're essentially bypassing. Sorry? Lots of jobs though. Lot- That's w- one thing you would say is like that creates a lot of the, – ch- the funnily enough, the chicken industry creates a huge amount of work. Yes. Um, which you're then eliminating through this printing process. Obviously, those jobs get reallocated. That's how the economy works. Yeah. But but taking away from farmers is an interesting concept, uh, especially in a country that has a, a history of farming. Like the old saying about Australia was that we used to ride the sheep's back. Um, so, I mean, look, there's positives and negatives. And in, the other side of it Zealand, is... What did they say? They used to ride the sheep's bareback? That's... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, go on, go on. I totally derailed you there, but I couldn't. That was great. Okay, Um, I'm going to use that. Uh, But in in all honesty, isn't this the exact opposite to the way health, uh, our understanding of health, is going? Because aren't we trying to move more and more towards less processed things, and then this is the most possible processed thing you can eat? It's actually just a process. You're you're 100% right. And it brings up a really interesting discussion. Uh, For me, I think that uh, we have so much fear around uh, like GMOs and around um, uh, all all of these movement, all of these advances in in food technology. And at the end of the day, I think that the cost is worth it. I think that words like GMO, um, genetically modified, they they sound scarier than they are. If we didn't have the advancements in food technology that we have, we wouldn't be able to feed like 90% of the world that we currently feed. And we still have huge problems with hunger around the world. So as we can continue to advance these things, we can continue to fight poverty and hunger. Um, And I think the option is always going to be available if you don't want to consume those. And if you want to have a 
a vegan diet or a GMO free diet or, or, or you want to have your own chicken in the backyard. Like you can do any of those things. Um, but I think it's really, it's really interesting. I think it's very, very clever of KFC because they've clearly gone, okay, people love our chicken. People know that factory farming chicken is not good and it's getting less and less popular. Let's try and get ahead of this instead of copying it. Kind of like how McDonald's did with the um, uh, Super Size Me movement. So yeah. I McDonald's think- went healthy, whereas KFC were like, fuck it, we're going to do a breakfast wrap with gravy. <laughs> So at the end of the day, would you eat it? Are you are you really sticking to your guns and saying like, no, you want your chicken to be a chicken? Because I would eat I it. I don't, look, I don't know if I would eat, uh, 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 you know me, you you know me, I would eat anything, Tim. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, have but- a, I have a firm rule that I will eat anything in this world at least once. Could I see myself regularly consuming it? Honestly, probably not. Like, I genuinely mean that. I do try to eat, uh... I do try to eat a, 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 a fairly uh, rigid diet of foods that haven't been overproduced and don't have preservatives in them. I make my own sauces and I do buy organically farmed uh, meat the majority of the time. So for me, it is, I do, I physically feel better when I do those things. Mm. So there's a very direct physical byproduct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. But you feel better when you don't eat KFC. Like, like everything. Yeah, but I don't eat KFC that much. No, I know. I know. Well, I don't eat KFC that much either. But, but let's say you eat KFC once a month. Would that change once they go to 3D printing the chicken nuggets? Like, I think if you eat it and it tastes delicious and they didn't have to, they they don't have to kill a chicken, Nick. No, no. If they eat it, the death thing isn't a big deal for me. We all die. Okay. (laughs) If you eat it and it tastes exactly the same and it's the same price. And they go, yeah, I'll eat it. Yeah, I'll eat it. You're yeah, keep obviously. It. Yeah. yeah, I'll eat it. Yes. If 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 the if it tastes the same and it's the same price, I'll probably eat it. But I'd love to know in 30 years what the carcinogens in it are going to be and all that type of stuff. But why are they going to be? But why would there be carcinogens? They're not putting well, carcinogens why would there be in. There? Because there is in everything. No, because they're why growing. They- because what they're doing is they're growing the chicken cells. So it's just if, chicken if cell. We were doing this, if we were doing this podcast in the 1920s, I can imagine us having this exact conversation. Nick, there is nothing wrong with cigarettes. I'm telling you, it's good for your health. <laughs> you breathe in, you smoke out your lungs. You just get rid of all of that bad shit. Cleans the lungs up, you cough up that crap, and it makes you feel better. That's the point. If Nick, if the government would let us buy them, then they must be okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then you have a little bit of cocaine to clear your head and you're fine. <laughs> now get in the car. Don't put your seatbelt on and let's drive around at 90 kilometers an hour. <laughs> Let me have a couple of beers to steady my driving head. It's a cool concept. And I, if, you know, if you can 3D print a gun, then why not 3D print a nugget? We may as well try to put it to some form of good use. Story number three. This is this is probably the most serious story of the podcast today. Um, uh, it goes out to all the people who say more Kardashian. Well, um, we're going the other side of the Kardashians with Kanye West. Nick, Kanye West is right now, at the time of recording this on Wednesday, Kanye West is currently hiding in his ranch in Wyoming um, with a close group of friends, none of his family, after sending out a series of extreme tweets overnight about how his wife and family are out to try and get him. Um, some of his tweets also begged to Kim Kardashian to call him. So it really goes all over the place. This comes 
just a couple of days after his appearance at his first presidential rally in South Carolina, which was equally batshit crazy. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, Nick. Uh, Kanye refused to use a microphone. He was mm. yelling at thousands of people. He was saying, everybody be quiet. Um, he like broke into real sobbing tears said things like, um, I was going to kill my daughter, we should give every parent a million dollars, just saying like a whole bunch of wacko stuff. Nick, I mean, there are so many facets to this story, but I think that we are at the end of the Kanye conversation. I think we're in a bad, bad place. I would agree with you. I think we Kanye West has a, uh, a, a history with bipolar or yeah. bipolar disorder. And we've said, look, honestly, we've sort of been here before. He, uh, the most famous one is when obviously he stormed the stage at the VMAs uh, and got really upset uh, about Taylor Swift winning an award when it should have been Beyonce Knowles. Don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure that's how it went down. He was soon in rehab after that. Uh, we were all taking the piss out of it. A few weeks ago when he totally. was in, was he in, was he out of the election? Who knows what's going on? He's got a new album coming out soon. Is it all just publicity for that? I think anyone that watched anything from that rally, and I watched, I'm, I'm, it was an hour long. I watched about 45 minutes of it. Really? Um, that is not a well person. Anyone that's behaving that way, especially when, as you said, he broke down into sobs about his, his parents nearly making the decision to abort him and then him wanting to make... Uh, the decision to abort his first child, it was really manic. That's the only way to describe it. It wasn't even sad. It was just manic. It was open, uh, open blubbering and really high pitched, like squealing in front of people. Yeah. And it's, it's just, uh, it's sad. I mean, obviously you see a lot of creative people have issues with mental health and, and I, you know, sadly it looks like he's going through an episode really, really one thing I did say today was, and I don't want to, you know, cast stones at anyone going through mental illness. I really hope he doesn't think that this is publicity for a new album because he does have a song apparently dropping on Friday. Uh, and this is it, it. I think a lot of people are really worried about him. I mean, he was now, now you look back to when he initially became famous. That was uh, 17 or 18 years ago. Mm. He's been part of the fabric of popular culture for a long time. And and to see anyone behave this way, I think is really really concerning. What what's your thoughts on it, Tim? When you watch it or watch it all unfold, I I was even reluctant to use it as a story um, for this week, and I was kind of watching to see how it unfolded over the last couple of days, deciding whether or not I would include it. Because, uh, like you said, you know, a couple of weeks ago it was fun and games. It was funny for us. It was oh my god, is he going to be the president? Is he going to run? It doesn't make any sense. And I would say that with this last twist, it's really turned a corner. And like you said, it's um, it's not funny anymore. It's really sad. Uh, I, like I, I saw somebody post on Facebook and they were like, what's going on with Kanye West? And I was like, we are literally watching somebody's life unravel right now. And yeah, yeah. Uh, like this is where, this is where... It, you know, the whole fame and celebrity and pop culture and, and Instagram and magazines and all this stuff, I feel like for a lot of people, it's like a game. It's like, I got to get more followers. I want to be more popular than this person. I want to, you know, I want to be in the magazines. And we see that with Married at First Sight and you know, people like that. And this is where the game actually needs to, f needs to stop because it's not it's not funny anymore. Like it's really dangerous. We have created somebody who, um, 
is not in control anymore of of um of their psyche. They are clearly very very unwell, but they have also become really like almost dev- like too powerful for their own good. It's a little bit like Icarus, like flying too close to mm. the sun. And I think what we're experiencing is like uh the this is the end of the fame game you know like you get bigger well, and bigger and bigger well, and then look, and then what like i this- don't think it will be and he and he has you know kanye west who is someone who has been incredibly strategic about their image throughout their entire career and they yeah. have chased that fame yeah uh and that level of fame and and i agree with what you're saying uh, in terms of now it's not funny and now it, now it becomes this thing. I think the hardest thing is when Kanye West first said uh, he he was going to run for president, there was, uh, he's a brilliant person. There's, there's general chances like Donald Trump is the president right now. That's something that in reality could literally have become a situation and yeah. that's what makes this even more sad, I think, is is to see – him totally unwind and that's certainly what it appears to be i mean i just hope that the people around him aren't enabling them him and they Mm. are encouraging him to get help although we do know from those situations and from stories in the past that that probably isn't the case uh so you know i just hope nothing but the best for someone who, who as i said has been definitely a mouthpiece of my generation and who clearly has a brilliant but very very troubled mind, and and it's it is a great reminder that mental health uh, is such an important thing for every single human being, and such an important thing for every single human being to always check in on yourself uh, and and check in on your friends if you are in a good place, because that's the other thing. It's important for you to be in a good place before you can help other people. Um, yeah, and and you know use those surfaces. Uh, like like Lifeline in Australia that are available to you, you can always get in contact with them uh, on 13, you know, 13, 11, uh, 14, I believe it is. Uh, so, you know, just it's... <clears throat> yeah. Hey, when you said just a minute ago, you were like, you know, he is a ma- he has been a mouthpiece of our generation. I remember being a teenager and listening to his album College Dropout and going, mm. oh my god! And he's, you know, he's making all these great points about how like fashion is, is fake, and it's not about what you're wearing, and and um and the college industry and the education industry has become a money making industry to oppress people. And I remember hearing all this stuff, and I was like, oh my god, it's so insightful, and like his lyricism was incredible. And mm. I totally agree with you. Like there is a brilliant, brilliant mind deep under there but it's so sad to see it really lose its way um and yeah i just i just worry i mean he is at he is at the absolute pointy end I, like other than donald trump for being the president now there are not many people in the world who are more famous than him and no absolutely and like i don't want to be too morbid but like the fame it doesn't it has to go somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Like, like people yeah. get that famous. And if you think about the absolute icons of history, they get to this point and then it's like you enter some real shaky territory. Like you think about Elvis, who obviously like Elvis died. Um, like Michael Mar- Jackson. There's not a lot of happy, not a lot of no. happy endings out there. I Marilyn think you're Monroe right. died. Like, and, and you see like Britney Spears got kind of to that point. And then, and it's interesting because there's been a lot of free Britney stuff in the news in the last week. Britney like shaved her head and, and kind of she went nuts and like 
was kind of carted off and she's still experiencing the the, the backlash of that yeah. years later. So I just worry about like what's next. I, like I think this, I think we could be experiencing, and I I really hope that um, he's looked after. But I think that we could be experiencing kind of the end of the Kanye saga, and I hope that it's the end is in he gets help and then moves away potentially from the limelight for a period of time. Well, I mean that would be fantastic, isn't it? I think it's the overarching thing where the the bigger point made here that I think we're both trying to grasp is that how famous you are should never dictate your your self-worth as an individual. Mm. As an individual, you've always got to find happiness from the close relationships in your life and not from things like fame or money because if you if you're constantly chasing those, you're never going to have enough. You're never going to you're never going to be rich enough. There is never a number that you will reach that will make you a happy person. And you're never going to be famous enough. There's never an amount of followers that you will reach that will fulfill you emotionally. The only thing that can do that is the people close in your life that you have relationships with, your family, your close friends. They're the people that can sustain you because they know your values as a person. We're in, you know, on social media or in any other platform that sort of elevates fame, you're only ever seeing a caricature of someone. You're yeah. only ever seeing a caricature of, of a person and their behaviors. So you're never going to fulfill feel fulfilled by someone giving a like to that caricature because you know it's not yours. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. That, that's probably a bit of a weird way to say it. But, you know, just just look after your own uh, and good things will happen. Fame fame and money will come and go and it's never going to be a sustaining factor. And you're right. The people that have, if anything, there are so many good lessons out there that have, you know, who's the really well-adjusted people that have had ultimate fame? <laughs> yeah, there's like so few. Well, Beyonce. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, but even she, I mean, she's been cheated on by a uh, husband yeah, and written every, records about it. Hasn't been cheated on. Sister's <laughs> a lunatic. And- <laughs> this, this is going to create up. Beyonce just breaks every rule ever. Like, she's exactly. Just- yeah. She is, she, yes, Beyonce and Jesus, okay? They're yeah. the only two that have managed to maintain the positive relationships in their life beyond fame. <laughs> Oh, okay. I think that's everything. I think we've put it to. I think we've put it to bed. Is there anything else you want to add? Are we? At- no, mate. Always a pleasure. I love you. I feel like after that heavy one, I just I got to say that, and uh, yeah. I really enjoy these. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks for hanging out, Nick Stewart. Thanks for another fun episode. Um, if you've made it to the end, um, we actually have a Facebook group that I feel like we should plug a little bit more. If you jump on Facebook and search off air. Um, you can join the group. We discuss all the different topics that get thrown around throughout the week. So we would love to see you in there and um, have a great week. We'll catch you next time. Oh, like and subscribe on whatever you, you listen on. Five stars, five stars. Get it done. See ya. See ya.